This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you're still, you know, either high school or like in college, just coming out of college. Or like a young professional. Or a young professional or like a recent graduate who's, I think... POP, like the term youth in the context of POP is just like if you just want to explore more about, you know, what you can be, like your potential. Hey Ryan. Hi Mika. What's the cheese miss? This is What's the Cheese Miss? A show about Pilipinx identity in Edmonton. Hey y'all, Ryan Lakanilao here, and I'm super excited to share this bonus episode with you. Growing up, transitioning from youth to adulthood, figuring out my career and working on my skills, I wish I had a Filipino mentor and a Filipino community of youth going through the same thing to help me through it all. And I'm so happy for today's Filipino youth because that kind of support and community exists. It's exactly what they do at Pinoy's on Parliament. I sat down with two of Pinoy's on Parliament's execs to talk about the work they do and their upcoming conference. We met at Hub Mall to talk, and I recorded our convo to share it with y'all so you can listen in. In my university days, I lived in Hub Mall. I thought it was quite fitting to chat about these youth programs while sitting in the building where I lived when I could have used them the most. Okay. So my name is Axela Apostol. I was born and raised here in Edmonton. Um, this year for POP, I'm the director of workshops. So my role is acquiring, seeking out workshops, different facilitators um, to host for our delegates this year. Um, should I say more than that? <laughs> for a second. Yeah, no, give me... A, about let, myself? Yeah, a little bit about yourself. Okay. And maybe why you do this. Like, mm. why did you take this position on and what you like about it? Sure. Uh, so for work, I work in the nonprofit sector, mostly with newcomer families, um, different ethnocultural communities. Um, so I'm... When it comes to Pinoy's on Parliament, what drew me to this work was... I myself didn't grow up with a lot of uh, Filipino community, aside from the family that I had here and my friends that I grew up with at school. Um, but I was really interested to get in touch with like the larger community, especially in terms of empowering our youth, trying to discover our own sense of identity and culture, as well as um, showing them different opportunities when it comes to thinking about their futures, whether it be a really strong cause that they're passionate about or their career paths whatever it might be. So I really wanted to be part of that experience, providing those opportunities for our Filipino youth um, because I, I didn't really have that growing up myself. So I thought it was really important. Right on, perfect. Um, how about you, Simon? Okay, cool. Um, hi, my name is Simon Bondok. Um, I am from Calgary. I was born in the Philippines, but moved to Calgary at the age of seven. And I grew up in north side of Calgary ever since. Um, 
I'm here in Edmonton to do some things for an organization that I belong to called the Student Christian Movement. But for Pinoy's on Parliament, I am the director of outreach. So I'm responsible to talking to um, people like the Filipino Students Associations, as well as businesses and other community organizations um, to try to get them to promote, as well as to have delegates come over from those organizations uh, to be part of POP and to be part of this work. Um, so me and Kui Ryan, Kong Ryan, I should say, Kapampangan, right? <laughs> we were the we, we were like um, we were the ones that were um, communicating, and and I saw the last name Nakanilao, and it's something that you need to know about Kapampangan culture is that there are certain last names that you just know <laughs> are Kapampangan. So my last name, for example, is very Kapampangan, Bondok. So so and I went to Kuya's Instagram, and I was like. He says he's full Kapampangan here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I never saw someone so proud of it. But then again, Kapampangans are very proud people. <laughs> so I am half Kapampangan. My dad's side is from Kapas, Tarlac. Um, and that's where I mostly was in Tarlac and in the province of Pampanga before I moved to, to Calgary. So I'm very close to that side of things. And I think their really strong ties to family and community were the ones that really kept me... Um, really interested in the Filipino side of things, in my Filipino identity. I grew up in the Filipino church. I was always surrounded by Filipino people. Um, however, as I started growing up, I started to accept more things about myself that my community did not necessarily like, uh, especially in terms of my queerness. And so it felt really awkward going into college, seeing that it felt like a clash of worlds between this really traditional conservative religious side which is my family and my community and just, you know, college. I went to the University of Calgary and, like, I had a lot of friends there that were really living their best lives. Um, and I thought that, like, I'd have to, you know, trade off my Filipino-ness and trade off who I was in order for me to, to um, explore another side of myself. And POP made me realize that I didn't have to do that. become interested in working with the Filipino community until I was in post-secondary. So I began learning more about the organizations we had here in Edmonton and the kinds of initiatives that we had and the, the support specifically for youth. Um, but what really drew me to POP was that it was very, it's youth oriented. It's made by youth for youth. Um, and the impact that it had on me was that it provided me with such validation of my existence really like mm. my unique experiences um being able to connect with other like like filipino canadians that were like me around my age um could relate to my experiences and that's something i was really longing for mm -hmm. especially growing up and not feeling that kind of importance on our unique culture um and seeing the strengths that it has to really lean into that um being at POP was really empowering and it gave us the space to really explore what does it mean to be Filipino and Canadian. Um, so exploring that identity and culture together, as well as showing me different representation of successful Filipino Canadians uh -huh. that I don't see here, you know, like growing That's up in Edmonton, it's like, I, I, <laughs> where's the representation? <laughs> Really, so, so it was really inspiring because you could see what other people in different parts of the country were doing and it showed me that, you know, our, 
what we see so far or what we see really opens our doors to what we believe is possible. Um, so it really inspired me to retire, you know, to to make those networks, to get to know people and find out how did you get there and what mm-hmm. you're doing. Also connecting me to mentorship. That was a really big oh, part yes. of, you know, as on Parliament as well as our mentorship program. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually signed up last year and I was connected with a mentor who was from Calgary, but then moved to Toronto. But it really helped that she had that Alberta context mm-hmm. to understand um, where I was coming from, what I'm experiencing. So POP really provided me with that support and that network um, to, develop, to develop myself personally, but also professionally as well. Let's shift to the, the workshops and the conference coming up here. Mm-hmm. My question is about the the theme it's the space in between is that right yeah. yes so the tagalog word is pagitan so it we got that name from a song by moira de la torre who is one of the biggest opm singers out there right now she was talking about you know she had a song named pagitan and i think it was talking about the bridges in between two people who who were in love and then it's just a whole love story. You know how uh, OPM songs are? They can, it could be really melodramatic with those themes of like love and romance. And um, one of our execs, her name is Georgia. She's based in Toronto. She was the one that brought it up and was like, it would be so cool to have a theme after a OPM song. Mm-hmm. And it just stuck because we really resonate with the uh, in-betweens, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so we... It literally does mean a space in-between. So... We're acknowledging, you know, there's there's gaps between our Filipino and Canadian identity, our sense of culture and belonging. Also, the gaps between our opportunities. So, mm. not all Filipino people are afforded the same kinds of opportunities to to move a, move forward in whatever it may be, like career or school. Yeah. Um, and the gaps in between each other. So, whether you're like first gen, 1.5, second gen, third generation. There are those gaps in, in understanding in our experiences since we do have such unique experiences. Also generational gaps with ourselves as youth and like our parents and our ancestors who came before us. So uh-huh. there's so much of that, of the gap in those different areas. But then what we also want to do is help bridge those gaps. So exploring the space in between how can we further bring ourselves closer to a sense of belonging, to understanding who we are um, as individuals and um, bringing us closer to the opportunities that we want for ourselves, um, maybe professionally, maybe personally. So that's really what we're trying to do with you know, some Parliament this year, is to acknowledge that there are these gaps in these different areas, but also provide us with a space to do that bridging, to bring us closer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not just about a sense of belonging or empowerment now as well. I think our team has been really rooted in healing as well. That really personal, like really touching your, your psyche, right? Um, because I think we have to acknowledge that, uh, that as Filipino-Canadian youth, there is like a gap in knowledge between our parents and, and us as youth. And and it's caused, it, it's caused a lot of tension because... So maybe the worldviews and the perspectives and the opinions might be clashing. Um, and so youth, like I, I've known a lot of youth who've really struggled with that. And before POP, they just didn't know where to bring it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so now as we've started to build this, uh, these conferences and these communities, this is going to be 2019. <laughs> Sorry, this is going to be a fourth one. So our fourth POP conference this year, we're really, we really want to bring forward all of the, the new information about, and the new knowledge about, what is it called, about healing, about about healing generational traumas and, and making sure that we take care of ourselves as we navigate through the challenges of society here in Canada. Yeah, in order to bring our best selves. In order to bring our full best selves, to live into our best potentials. Yeah. Right on. Um, can either of you give me a specific example of, of um, an experience of healing, whether it's in yourself or in someone you know, um, that the kind of thing that you're referring to here? Mm. Like specifically through the conference? Um, not just necessarily. Yeah, just like why is there a need? Because mm. it sounds like there's definitely a need and I just want to see if, if we can get a, an example. Yeah. Well, I can, I can start with an example. Yeah, I'm thinking so. So, <laughs> so actually what led me closer to the Filipino community was um, I was studying criminology at the University of Alberta and we have two, pla- two field placements to fulfill. The first one I was assigned to was at a nonprofit. Um, called Reach Edmonton, and they they asked me if I could do a small research project on the challenges of Filipino youth here in Edmonton. So what I learned about uh, the challenges in our community through speaking with uh, leaders in our community, through to um, frontline workers, people who work with our community and know the challenges, they were telling me that a lot of youth are facing with migration trauma. So, for example, you know, their parents move abroad for a better opportunity. They spend years apart, and it's time to reunite in a new country. And you're struggling with, you know, adjusting to a new life in a new country, learning a new language, but also forming a relationship with a person you don't really know. Maybe their parent wasn't even around when they were growing up at all. Like it was up to your extended family, like your titas and titos or your lolas and lolas to take care of you. And so, you know, what really hurts is that parents say it's going to be worth it to move to Canada for a better life, but it, it comes with its own challenges that they might not have anticipated or don't know how to talk about. So that's one example of um, the, the hurt that a lot of families and youth are trying to heal from. And also, not just for those who have immigrated here, um, just Filipino youth in general trying to reconcile being split in two cultures, basically, mm-hmm. and feeling like you have to give up one to fit in with the other, depending on your experience. And I know that a lot of youth in our community struggle, especially in in spaces where they're really the minority and in white dominated spaces um like when when they begin going to school and feeling like they really don't fit in it's such a struggle to really accept who who you are to learn who you are um so that comes with letting go with a lot of your culture your language your your proudness of of being filipino and i know that that's uh internal harm that a lot of youth are trying to to come to terms with as they get older. That really resonated with me. My mom lived here first, and then we, me and my dad followed suit. So I definitely see a lot of those of those challenges as well. 
So, so for me, this is actually a story of healing after PLP. Um, so in that year, 2019, 2019, by the way, was such a big year for Filipino Canadians because we started, we have, we finally have this thing called Philippine Heritage Month. So uh, both in Alberta and in Canada. So, so that was something huge for, for, for someone like me. Um, and also at the same time, there were two back-to-back -back elections for the province um, in 2019, our provincials in April and our federals in September, September, August, September. Um, and I was able to meet with Filipino leaders during those seasons, and I, um, and I was able to stay connected with them um, as Calgary Pride happened. And Calgary Pride is in the first weekend of September. And so there was going to be this huge float from Fiesta Filipino, which is the largest Filipino festival in the province right now. And um, before they wanted to, you know, release that float and, like, show it off, um, the, the organizers wanted to do some training for it. And they wanted um, the people who were involved in that flow to be educated about LGBTQ plus stuff um, in our communities and, and how we navigate it here. And I was invited to just speak on my experience along with the facilitators of that training. And I, I remember standing there just talking about how it was such a struggle, you know, living with a lot of those intersections and how I still held on to a lot of, you know, who I was. And POP really played that, you know, critical role in empowering me because I saw people like me, right? And so I brought that to that training. And I didn't know how these titas and titos were going to take it. Um, and so it came time for questions during that training session. And it went to this one tita. And I knew this tita to be very religious. And so I was scared. <laughs> of course and she started talking and she started referring to to the book of genesis where it talked about the creation story and i was ready for the worst possible conclusion from her answer and so i passed on the mic to my fellow facilitator to try and stop it but then she i thought that like you know it was gonna go south right and then she said but god loves everyone we are all created equally in his own image and i think we should not try and, you know, discriminate them anymore and all of that type of stuff. Just really affirming words. And I remember feeling the sense of relief, the sense of joy, the sense of peace. It felt like a little part of, you know, my childhood was healed a little bit because I saw someone who was around the same age as my mom say something like, you are perfect and loved and accepted just as you are. And... I don't think that would have started had I not talked about my experience, you know? And, and I wouldn't have not said anything if it were not for, for the community that I was able to have after, after POP. Um, it made me trust the community, that particular community more. And yeah, and it just, that just really started this whole adventure of, you know, exploring and like being part of a community and trying to make a really big difference. What can people um, experience by attending this conference that's happening? Sure. So, and, and when is it? Right. I need to, because it's the two last weekends of yes, May. It's May, so it's the Friday, Saturday, the two last Friday, Saturdays of May 2022. Two. Two. 2022. So it's May 20th and 21st, and then May 27th to the 28th.
I was gonna pull up my calendar. Have it in your brain. Um, let's talk about the format of it. Um, so we are still doing it over. It's gonna be a virtual conference still, like it was last year. The reason why is because COVID still exists, um, and so we we really want to keep folks safe. Um, and yeah. Come on, workshops. What do oh, we expect? Well, workshops. Well, just to say about virtual workshops, or sorry, virtual conference. I'm really glad that it's still virtual, actually, because that also increases our accessibility. Uh, exactly. For yes. delegates across the country, because we know that not everybody has the leisure or the luxury of being able to travel, um, cover that expense, have the time. So I'm mm-hmm. personally, I'm, I'm really glad that more people will be able to access our conference and enjoy it with us. Mm-hmm. Um, for workshops. Um, we have a lot planned. <laughs> um, we're anticipating a large group of, of delegates to sign up, so we want to have something for everybody. For the first week, uh, we've actually split up our conference into two sub-themes. So the first week is near. So it's about the self, it's about personal and professional development, exploration. And then the second week is far. So about community, uh, culture, thinking about the next steps towards the future. So for the first week, um, generally, we're looking, we've been looking for workshops that touch on career exploration, um, whether that be figuring out what, like how do you figure out what do you want to do with your career, mm-hmm. um, different fields, highlighting different fields, some that maybe aren't usually talked about. Um, you know, you have your usual careers like law, medicine, Um, engineering but this year for example we hope to bring in uh, different fields of STEM um, as well as different industries that are on the rise and UX UI we got a UX UI designer to talk for one of um, our little events before the conference and she's from Fort Mac right I don't remember actually this might be somebody else Julia oh wait no no sorry you're talking about this year yes yeah, we had, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Julia participated. Yeah, she's a, she's a producer on yes, What's the Juice right. Museum. Yeah, exactly. I know. I was like, wow, we're really bringing in these folks. <laughs> we're we're, we're really so smart. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we did have Julia join us for our mentorship launch program or event, sorry. Canto Cuentuhan. Canto Cuentuhan. Yes. Shout out kaya to Julia. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, other ones for, for the first week, we're hoping to bring in topics of wellness. Um, Sexuality was it? Oh yes, uh, Philippine sexuality. Or actually, that's for the second week. Joke lang. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just like things to help with your professional development, whether that be professional writing, learning how to write a resume, um, learning how to network online, that kind of thing. Um, for the second week, we're really focusing on like Philippine uh, identity, culture. So, thinking about what does it mean to be Filipino. Um, getting more in touch with different aspects of our, our culture as well. And like Simon mentioned, Filipinx sexuality and mm-hmm. mental wellness. Um, mm-hmm. We also have ones on... I'm so sorry, I'm trying to think. LGBTQ plus workshop. We're, mm-hmm. we're highlighting that this year as well as a workshop for uh, newcomers and international students. So providing advice and a place for them to ask questions. Um, get to know what they should should know or would uh-huh. like to know being here in Canada uh-huh. um, because we recognize that a lot of our delegates in the past have been coming from post-secondary schools 
but we really want to extend our invite to newcomers and other youth that can really benefit from what POP has to offer. So we want to create those spaces for them as well. Totally. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Um, I kind of want to add the... the um, I want to kind of talk about panels. So one particular... Um, panel that we'll be having is the political one. And um, just for some context, Pinoy's on Parliament is named Pinoy's on Parliament because the original um, organizers wanted this to, to be a space where Filipino-Canadian youth are encouraged to enter the political field, to have better representation on Parliament Hill or any of the legislatures all across Canada. Um, and we're going to be having a political panel, which is super exciting because we will actually be having Rechi Valdez, who has become the first Filipina member of parliament, a Filipino woman, and the first uh, Filipina, Filipino person since Ray Pagtakan, um, like a decade ago, I believe. So it's been a while since we had that representation. And, and she got elected during the 2021 um, federal elections. And so we will be having her in a panel um, along with some other um, Filipino politicians, because we saw a lot of Filipinos run for the federal elections this year from all different types of parties. And it was super exciting to see um, them bring their unique self to, to, um, to their parties and, and to, to, their, um, to, <clears throat> to their campaigns, that's the word, to their campaigns. And so I think that's so, something really cool to, to see. Um, we'll have other speaker panels that's still to be determined, and we'll be releasing that over our um, Instagram page. Um, I also want to talk about what our social cultural has been doing. We often have, you know, shows um, after the conference itself we, where we highlight different Filipino art. And so we're hoping to have um, um, Indigenous Filipino art be presented at POP this year, as well as, you know, Filipino singers, Filipino dancers from all across Canada. And so we're hoping to, to give that to uh, delegates to just chill and de-stress a bit and to, to have a little bit of nostalgia. And, of course, there's going to be a karaoke night for POP as well. And so we're going to have our fun, not just, you know, not all things serious, you know. We're going to have our fun as well. Oh, that sounds amazing. Wow. Um, how, if, if any of our listeners want to join, how do they go about uh, signing up? And is there a cost? Uh, just some of the logistics... Uh, yeah, totally. So there is no cost for POP this year. We want this to be as accessible as possible. Mm -hmm. And also our Eventbrite is open now for general registrations. So people can find that on... Uh, so we'll have that on Facebook at Pinoy's on Parliament. Um, Instagram as well at Pinoy's on Parliament, one word. Um, as well as on our website, www.pinoysonparliament.com. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. so... Yeah, folks can just check our socials, find the registration link, and begin signing up now until our conference in May. Yes, that's nice. right. And what does, what does success look like to you? Like, what do you hope someone walks away with who attends this conference? Mm. I just, um, this might sound a little cliche, but I hope that um, a youth delegate after POP 22, I hope they don't feel like they're alone. I think being a, a Filipino, especially, I'm thinking about those who, who pursue careers that we as Filipinos don't often pursue, 
you know, because they like to put us in a, uh, in a, a stereotype, so in a box, like, oh, we're nurses and we're janitors and like we work at McDonald's. No, and it, it so it could be really lonely being a, a professional or someone who wants to to pursue professional careers here in Canada. And I just hope that delegates don't feel alone after our conference, that that there are people around them who, who can support them, that there's lots of mentorship and lots of friendships that can be made. Mm-hmm. Similar to Simon, for me, I hope what delegates can take away from our conference is uh, a greater sense of community, um, a greater sense of pride in, in being who they are. Um, there's no one way to be Filipino. There's no one way to be Filipino-Canadian. And I hope that mm-hmm. people can be more confident in, in their experiences and who they are and feel that they belong to this larger community where we're really trying to make positive change in our communities to really encourage that representation but also mm-hmm. encourage us that you know we can achieve what we want to achieve even if we haven't seen ourselves in those spaces before exactly so i really hope that people walk away uh, feeling really inspired empowered but also know that there's other people that understand them and that they can rely on with, with our community and the networks that we're building. Mm-hmm. What's the Chismis is a production of CGSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton, Alberta, on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by me, Ryan Lacanilao. Thanks to our guests, Simon Bondok and Excella Apostle for speaking with us. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, whatsthecheesemeese.transistor.fm. You can also connect with us on Facebook at What's the CJSR, Instagram at What's the Cheesemeese, or email us at cheesemeese at cjsr.com. That's T-S-I-S-M-I-S. Salamat!